What's up, y'all? And welcome to Bami's Muchachas 24-7, y'all. I've got my sister-in-law here again. Say what's up. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> um, y'all really, um, actually really like the vibe that we had on um, our last episode. Um, so if you guys have actually haven't tuned into that one, take a listen. It basically talks about toxic in-laws and how to, you know, we talked about stories that people shared. And today we're going to talk about physical and mental abuse and just our own personal experience with it and kind of what signs to look out for. Um, I think that we've both been through traumatic, traumatic things growing up. And I feel like, I feel like when you're young, you're kind of like up in there. (laughs) Let's just say it. Yeah. Like you get brainwashed pretty easily and you're just, you're just, you know, I feel like you're just starting life and you're starting the whole relationship scene and, and you're, you know, you've got, everyone has like their first love or what we think was our first love. And, um, it's always, I feel like the heartbreak with your first ever relationship is always tough. Um, but a little bit about, we can talk a little bit about both of our stories. We'll kind of, we'll kind of blend it in together. Um, a lot of people I know have gone through traumatic experiences and, and physical abuse and mental abuse. And this is actually something that we're talking about out loud. I want to say for the first time really in something like this, because I feel like a lot of times women don't talk about it enough because they're scared to talk about it or embarrassed or embarrassed or, um, a lot of it is because when women decide that they want to speak on it no one believes them yeah and that's like a big thing like no one believes them um some women are probably still in and the relationship yeah they're still in abusive relationships and they don't know how to get out of it or maybe they're just in denial and they don't really know what the signs are um with with me, you know, I haven't, and I'm not going to say, we're not going to say names or anything like that, but um, the previous relationships that I've been in before, obviously I met my husband, were both physical and mentally abusive, you know, and I feel like in a relationship, it first starts off like so beautiful, Mm -hmm. like perfect, perfect. And it's like, oh, they make you feel like, you're on top of the world and shit and and especially when you're young you don't realize the red flags yeah at all because you're just like brainwashed you're like so in love and shit Mm. um and so i feel like that happens to a lot of people for me it, it it definitely it definitely happened so i feel like now when you go into a relationship obviously i'm you know married and everything but when you go into a relationship you really have to look at the signs like a person can treat you so beautiful at the beginning but now they'll 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 be like little things you know little tiny things that make you kind of question that person and if and if it does and you do question that person's actions and i think that you're just like okay you need to really step step away and end it yeah 
in my before opinion. it gets too hard to do it before it gets too hard um cheekies you know she i don't think you've been in a lot of relationships right like no um well my first relationship it was you know obviously we said we're not gonna say names but i lived in mexico and i think i was like well when i met him i was like 14 yeah you were young yeah i was really young and i think we were we would talk and stuff and like we started dating maybe when i was like 15 um and he was like literally the perfect guy like he would treat me like i was like the only girl on earth like a princess like you know but that was at the at the beginning when was it that you felt like it might have been a red flag but you ignored it like when did you feel like that person started changing um it was funny because we would go out like in his car Mm -hmm. we would be like driving around la plaza in mexico and like if i would turn around to like i don't know just stare away he would be like who the fuck you looking at yeah like that was the first one or like me celaba but i feel like back then i would feel like ah like si me cela is maybe because si me quiere yeah like that's how i would think because he was so good to me he was so good that i didn't think he would be doing anything like bad or anything to like hurt me you know yeah i feel like there's a difference between like you know natural jealousy and then like overbearing Mm -hmm. in my situation it would be like instead of that person like my boyfriend at the time being jealous of somebody staring at me he would put the blame on me somehow like it would it would switch off like oh um you probably gave him a reason to stare you at you provoked them. you provoked him to look at you or you provoked him to talk to you when in fact i wasn't doing anything at all you know what i mean instead of being mad at the other like the other guy for oh maybe the guy was staring at mm-hmm. me it would be oh it was my fault that the guy was staring at me or looked at me or i did something to cause attention so that that guy would look at me you know um there's also where i wasn't allowed to wear what i wanted what you know like i would i would wear something and even if it was it showed too much oh i think it just shows too much you need to go change and so my dumb ass would go change because to be honest you grew up in your culture Mm -hmm. where like you said, I think earlier you were talking about how we're so used to seeing that in our culture where if someone's, if your husband tells you to do this, you, you do it. Yeah. You listen. Uh, like, well, especially like for me, like everything I would see in Mexico was that like basically the wife or the girlfriend, whatever your partner uh, was the one to stay at home, like cleaning or taking care of the kids or whatever basically not working just mm-hmm. staying like ama de casa and mm-hmm. then the guy could literally do whatever the whatever fuck he, he wanted. wanted he didn't have to give you reasons he didn't have to give you like where he's going what he's doing nothing like and if you question them they would get mad well that was me with my ex like um i would text him hey like 
where are you and he'd be like you're so crazy like why do you want to know and sometimes i would be like i would question myself dang am i really like crazy like am i wanting exaggerating like maybe i messed up and maybe i am wrong for texting him you know Mm -hmm. like they manipulate the situation and make you feel like it's you like something's wrong with you when really they're wrong like they got issues yeah um i for me it was uh, it was a lot of that it was a lot of um you need to change it was a lot of you can't talk to anybody like you can't have friends like somehow they kind of take you away from friendships because they feel like you don't need friends like you just need me yeah dude he actually like he would grab my phone and well at the beginning i feel like he would do it in a joking way like Mm -hmm. why do you need friends anyway like why do you hang out with with guys like they're not your friends like they don't want to be your friends they probably like you they just want to fuck you yeah Yeah. um no Mm -hmm. like literally this guy is my friend he's like a brother i've known him since years ago so and we've never done anything we've never had a thing no nothing like it's a friendship Mm mm-hmm and you met me when they were my friends. So, like, what the heck? Yeah. But later on, like, he would grab my phone. And he literally, like, blocked every single guy on my phone. Yeah. And, like, I honestly, I've always had, like, a little attitude. So, I was like, why the fuck does he need to be blocking people off my phone? And I would unblock my friends. And I would talk to them again. And then he would see that. And, like, he would... Dude, he would throw my phones. He cracked. He, like, messed up, like, three of my phones. Dang. Because of yeah. that. Yeah. And, like, he would get, like, very aggressive at first. Yeah. There's, it, I feel like it's kind of like a narcissist behavior. Like, yeah. Like, big time. <laughs> is You're not allowed to hang out with these people, but they can. You're not allowed to go out. But it's okay for them to go out. Mm-hmm. Like, if you decide, okay, um, like, example, like, I've had this in a relationship where I wanted to go out, you know what I mean? And and hang out with friends and stuff like that. And it, it was almost like they would guilt trip you into wanting to go out. Like, why, why do you need to go out? Like... Mm-hmm. You know, people or women that go out so much are, are hoes and they're just going out there to, to be sluts or going out there to, to do this and stuff like that. And you're not like that. Yeah. You're that not like wrong. that. That looks wrong. It looks wrong if you go out and you're in a relationship and blah, blah, blah. And you think, oh, okay. Okay, maybe like, maybe that does look, look like wrong. That. Like, I don't want to look like that. But it was okay for that for them to go out like you should and if they wanted to go out would be like well you don't trust me i'm not gonna do anything you really don't trust me that's messed up if you don't trust me if you can't trust me then we can't be together you get what i'm saying it was kind of like they would like reverse the role back to back to you um and that that at the time obviously you don't honestly like you can they easily manipulate people yeah and the thing is for me in that relationship i don't know about you but for me he was like the best guy ever i swear at the beginning and he Mm -hmm. didn't start being a freaking psycho to like 
ya después that I was like so freaking in love with him. So they don't do it at the beginning. Yeah, they don't. That's right. They make you fall for them first. And then they play the game. Yeah. And then they treat you like fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when you're thinking like, no, he wouldn't do that. He loves me. Or like, you just can't think wrong about that person. And there's also like, um, like in a previous relationship going through that, um, where they would treat me like shit and like literally cuss me out and say all these horrible things in front of their like mother. And their mother would sit there. There was a situation that I had where I, so this was like another, you know, this was a, a relationship after my physical abusive relationship, relationship that I had gone through. And I had caught on to those signs a little bit more in the set, you know, in my other relationship that I was like, oh, this doesn't look good. I don't, I don't, I don't think I can move on with this relationship. Like, I don't want to do it. This looks like something that I already went through and I wasn't trying to go through it again. And I remember I was trying to leave and I didn't want to be there. And he hid my keys so that I wouldn't leave. And, um, I couldn't find them. I couldn't go anywhere. And I was crying and he was just like cussing me out and saying all these horrible things and that I couldn't leave and I couldn't leave him. And I remember like just panicking and I'm like, you know what? I I can't do this. I can't be with you. I cannot do this again and I'm going to leave. And so I, I, this was all happening in front of his mother and his mother sat on the couch and didn't do a damn thing. He pushed me in front of his mother. And again, his mom didn't even bother to, to defend me. Didn't even bother to say, Hey son, what you're doing is wrong nothing like that and I booked it and I was like I'm walking like if I have to walk and he not only hid my keys he hid my cell phone so I didn't have anything I couldn't call anybody um I was kind of far away from home and I'm like okay well I'm just gonna walk like I am gonna walk I don't care it was raining it was dark as hell and um I went out and he just continued to make a scene I continued to just kind of ignore him I'm getting out I'm leaving and again he shoved me and I actually thank his brother because he had a younger brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh, my ex too. He had a younger brother. And I want to say his brother was maybe, I don't know, like three years younger. And his brother literally defended me and saw that he was about to hit me. And his brother got in it and shoved his brother like, you're not, you know, you don't do that. That's fucked up and started cussing at him. And then they went at it. And so his little brother was literally fighting with his older brother to defend me because his younger brother knew that it was wrong. And out of anybody that saw the situation, the younger brother was the only one that knew that they were all in the wrong. And I remember as they started fighting, and I'm talking like they were fighting each other. I, I booked it. I fucking ran. I ran and I never looked back after that relationship. And... um. I continued to get harassed after that. Like, how'd you do it to get your keys? And like, I had to, I think, I think Heather (laughs) went with me. I think I was like, I need to go get my keys. Oh, no, no, no. I remember his brother, his brother um, grabbed them. And then um, his brother grabbed them for me. And then he literally like ran down after like the situation with him and his brother happened. He ran down looking for me. 
and handed me my shit. But I didn't want to go back and pick up my key, my car. You know, I'm like, I'm not walking back. I will literally come get it like the next day mm-hmm. when someone's with me. So that I till this day thank his younger brother, and I appreciate his younger brother for that. But what sucked was the aftermath that after the the breakup happened and after I refused to go back, I would get phone calls, and then other like chicks would call me for him harassing me leaving me voicemails um he popped my tires oh my to God. my new car he like egged my car it was just like it was just so much and i had already gone from like a previous relationship that had been physical to now another one that was about to turn into something physical but i knew better then that i needed to get the hell out like i was not about to go through this again mm-hmm. um with my first relationship it was like a whole i was so in love and i got cheated on multiple times um and i'm, I'm gonna tell you now ladies if you if you feel in your gut in your gut like you feel like your stomach drops and you about to throw up because you feel some type of way about like your boyfriend, you know, talking to some girl a little too much or like it seems suspect or you feel like he's cheating on you and like he's you just, just feel off. it in your if it's <clears throat> off, listen to it because you I guarantee you will be probably right 100 percent of the time that he's cheating on you. Damn, dude. I think I, back then I was, like, so stupid that I wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't have known if he cheated on me. And if he told That's me, no, I didn't, I would have believed him. I didn't. And that that right there. Like, every girl that I just felt very, like, oh, you know, like, that's something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you've got to be talking to that person behind my back. Or you've got to be doing something behind my back. He was. He cheated on me, like, with six other girls in a relationship. Um, And then it was just, dude, I feel like things traumatize you. And um, I was physically abused. There was cops involved. Um, For me, it was, you know, a, a gathering of friends and we were all having a good time and I was having a good time you know like I was dancing with my friends it was it was an awesome time and I remember getting pulled on pulled by him and he was pissed off basically pissed off because I was happy because I was having a great time with my friends I was smiling I was dancing it was fun and he pulled me to the side pissed off about it mad Basically that I was flirting, that I was being a hoe when I hadn't even like approached any guy. I haven't even spoken to a guy because at that point in my relationship, I was scared to even like look the other way and even like look at a guy and not even look at a guy. If a guy was passing by me, I would just instantly look away because I was scared that I would get accused of being a hoe or a slut just by glancing in the same direction that another guy was standing or where another guy was standing and so i was basically giving getting shit because of it and um i was dragged into the room i was getting screamed at i was crying i was trying to get out and he grabbed me by my neck 
furious and slammed my head to the door. And he slammed my head to the door that um, I, I was like fucking shocked. And I was trying to get out and the door was locked and my best friend was banging on the door like, don't fucking touch her. And she's like screaming, dude, like screaming, trying to open the door like she was literally about to break the door down because she could hear the yelling. She could hear me being shoved around. She heard, you know, when my head got slammed to the door and she like kicked the fucking door open pulled me out she started cussing the shit out of him he tried acting like he didn't do nothing i didn't do nothing it was an accident she tripped i didn't do anything and i remember i i was like we're leaving she grabbed me i ran out i was crying dude i it was late at night i got i got to my house my parents house and my dad opened the door my forehead was bleeding i had a big old like she like bump and bruise and my dad was like he hit you didn't he like he hit you and I'm like no like I was still denying it dude I was still denying what happened and I was like no nothing happened um I got in a fight I got in a fight and he's like no he hit you I'm calling the cops and I was like no dad and I remember I I started grabbing my pjs and he's like where are you going you're not leaving you're not going with them but I wasn't you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I was I I just didn't want to be at home and have my dad question me and I didn't want him to look at me and I didn't want to like have to explain to him anything you know and um I left I left to my friend's house and I cried and and you know it was just traumatic and I was still like in denial like, did it happen? Like, maybe I did do something to piss him off, you know? And it, it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks that you think like that. And um, I remember my dad was like, I'm not going to stand by my daughter, like, getting hurt like that. I don't care what you think. We're putting a restraining order. A restraining order is going to be put in place. And a restraining order had to be put in place. But I still felt like a part of me, there was like, I love this person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I... I was stupid. And more like, if after they do something like that, they're like saying sorry, like, I don't know what happened. I'll never do it again. (sighs) Yeah. I'll never do it again. And it's like, that's a lie. Because once a person puts hands on you for the first time, they'll keep doing it. They'll keep doing it. And it'll either get worse to the point where you're fucking dead. Or, you know, you're just not going to be able to get out of it because they'll continue to manipulate you. They'll continue to be a fucking narcissist um, and just fuck up your whole life. You know what I mean? And it, it was like that. Yeah, my situation was like very similar to one of the times that he hit me. Um, we were like at a bar in Mexico. And... Um, we were just there, like, having drinks and with one of my friends and his friends. And then my friend and I went into the bathroom. And when I came out of the bathroom, he, like, pulled me out the bar. Like, pissed. Mad. I, I didn't know what was going on. I thought, in my head, I thought, oh, maybe he got in a fight with someone and he wants to leave. And he wants to so leave. So that's, like, I just left with him, you know. But he was pulling me. And, um... I remember we were across the street from the bar and he's like, what the fuck were you doing in the bathroom with that guy? And I was like, huh? Like what guy? I, what are you talking about? I was with my friend. We went to the bathroom. 
He's like, no, 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 you were in the bathroom with, with some dude, and he starts slapping me. Dude, and I had braces at that time, and he slapped me very hard across the face, like, multiple times, to the point that, obviously, I had a bunch of cuts in my lips, and, like, mm-hmm. I was bleeding so bad, my shirt was full of blood, and I was just crying. I remember, like, I was even on the floor, because he was, like, hella he strong. He lost control. Yeah and, yeah, and men don't realize that they're, they're fucking strong. Yeah, but, you know, like... Um, cops pasaron por ahí and I, I was like screaming I was like help help and the cops were there um, they took him and I, I was just there alone like didn't know what to do in shock yeah I was like what the heck just happened because it happened out, literally out of the nowhere I don't know I don't know if his insecurities were like that huge or if on top of his insecurities, he was, like, drugged up or something. I don't know, but it was, I didn't know what to do. Um, obviously, my house was, like, very close by. Mm-hmm. I could walk to my parents, but I just stayed there alone. And, like, people would see, and they wouldn't do anything about it. They would just walk away. Dude, that pisses me off. Yeah. You basically had to just sit there for hours, and I think you were probably in shock. And just, like, I think it was just shock. Like, you were completely shocked that that just happened. You were left there alone, and then everyone just continued to move on and walk away and not even bother to to help or ask you or, you know what I mean, or check on you. Yeah, I was there for a, a few. I don't I don't remember how long, to be honest, until like a friend got there. I remember I like texted him what had happened and he got there and he's like, What the fuck? And he lived by my house and he's like, You need to go to your parents like right now. Like and you need then, to tell them? Yeah, and I was like, No, 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 I can't go and I think he called them and they got there and they took me home dude i can't imagine your parents <sighs> my dad oh was my pissed God, he was dude. pissed he's like i'm gonna kill that motherfucker like obviously no Spanish, but, you know but yeah 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 was that the first that was the first time right that he ever laid hands on you did you go back because yeah it was like the first time that like he and it's stupid because i'm like that's the first time he like hit me hit me because the other times it was like he would push me but you didn't think anything of it no i was a push is a push guys a push is the start that's abusive that's like a red flag it's the start of it all that's abusive i don't care what nobody says it's abuse he had already been like super jealous he had already pushed me i had already seen a bunch of things but i just like didn't think it was that big of a deal at that time he had already tried to manipulate you and and control your every move. Yeah. And actually, he, like, after that, he started talking to me, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I really don't know what happened. Like, he was even crying about it. Like, it's always a they'll cry. Yeah, and they'll yeah, cry. Yeah. I can't live without you. Mm-hmm. If you don't come back to me, I'm going to kill myself. 
that was another one that I got from mine was I'm going to kill myself if you don't if you don't take me back you won't ever see me again I'm not going to be on this earth you know and shit is fucking this guy you know what crazy. he told me cuz his grandma had passed away when we were together and um he says that his grandma was like a mother to him because he feels like his mom was never there for him and that he he was actually like crying and like you know and so to my understanding like his most um loved or special person was his grandma so when that happened he's like i i lost my grandma and like the only person after her i had is you and like he was just brainwashing yeah hardcore. I, I felt bad because he was crying and he it, it seemed like he was he regretted it like genuinely regretted it mm-hmm. and i did believe it but obviously my parents were like nah like no but i would see him still escondidas like my dumbass would still see him oh yeah see i was the same way i feel like i was doing the same thing um and i remember i went to a party Um, and this had already happened, like the, the hitting had already happened, the situation had happened, there was already a restraining order that was put in place and everything. And I went to a party and again, the whole crying thing, and I happened to be there at the same party that that person was, you know, the, you know, the guy who had put hands on me. And um, I had one drink, you guys, one drink, and... I completely blacked out, like completely. And when I woke up, he was dropping me off What? at my parents' house. And I remember I was in the car and I panicked because I was like, you know, like, how did I get here? Why are you here? Why am I in the car with you? Like, blah, blah, blah. I was crying because, of course, like, even though it happened and and all of that, like, I, I was scared, you know what I mean? And he was like, oh, um, don't worry, I just took care of you, you just got really drunk. And that was bullshit, because I genuinely remember just having one drink. One drink. Who knows and what that the was fuck it. he fucking did. Dude, until that day, it scares me. Um, like, it, it, I never forget that moment being dropped off in the car and panicking and I was a mess and I got off the car and he was like, we'll be together soon or something like that. Like those were his words. And I was like, what is he talking about? You know what I mean? Like I was so scared because I didn't know what I didn't know what happened. Um, I'm pretty sure I am most positive, 100 percent positive that I was fucking drugged or something was put in my drink. Yeah, dude. Like, what? Like, how would you even black out with one drink? That's... With one drink. No. And, and be so loopy. And I remember being so sick the next day and, and vomiting and just, like, I was, I was pretty bad the next day. And it was just always one thing after another. And um, when I tried to speak about it to somebody, they didn't believe me. You know what I mean? Like that person, he, he, when I talked about it, he tried to say that I was lying. That didn't happen. 
that was crazy they do that dude this guy would say that he oh my gosh i didn't even hit her like that maybe her like maybe she's just too sensitive to like like things like that like she's exaggerating or or if he would admit to it he would be like oh well, it's her fault she is su culpa like it's ella estaba de cabrona like es su culpa es su culpa it's Be always the girl's fault mm -hmm. and they never it's never their fault it's never their fault it's always it's your fault you started it you caused it somehow it doesn't matter and um for me I think those years were the worst dude the worst of my life I think that I I feel like during those times that's when my depression first started yeah same and um and i i went back dude like a fucking dumbass i went back don't worry i did too <laughs> i went back thinking okay we took a little break things might have changed maybe he did change maybe everything will be okay and um i i went back and i thought okay we'll we'll work it out this is the person who i'm gonna be with you know what i mean mm -hmm. because dude i don't know Maybe it's just me, but oh, yo soy, I'm like huge when it comes to love. Like I love love. And my parents have been together for what, like 28 years. I think 28 years or maybe even more. Mm -hmm. And I grew up watching them. And my parents' relationship was always very, very positive, very lovey. And so <laughs> I'm that kid that literally grew up with the mentality that I, that's what I want. Like mm -hmm. I want a husband. I want kids. I want marriage. You know, I want to be in love. I want the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. So I felt like this is it for me. Like this is who I'm going to be with. This person really does love me. He fucked up. It was an accident. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's going to be okay. And um, I remember there was an argument that we had and um, another argument about friends again like people that i was hanging out with that were really they were really great people they weren't like bad friends you know mm -hmm. i have friends i have a life but i wasn't allowed to live my life i wasn't allowed to hang out with my friends i wasn't allowed to really talk to my friends the only people i could hang out with was him and i remember i had gone out with my friends and it wasn't even to like a club or anything like that you know because obviously i was young it was like to i think the mall or the movies or something and It was a huge old argument, and I remember that he slammed me to the wall by my neck and shoved me to the wall and said all these horrible things, and I remember, oh my God, this is happening again, and I remember crying, and then right when he noticed that he did that, he started apologizing like he was sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to lose my anger on you like that, you know, and here I go thinking, okay, maybe maybe you're right you know what i mean i should have told you know i should have told you that i was gonna take a little longer at the movies or that i was gonna go somewhere else besides the movies you know what i mean and then and then time you know a couple weeks went by and dude my mom my mom was so mad at me and she tried to stop me so many times and she tried to tell me dude <laughs> i never forget my mom literally said 
why are you with them? We've told you the cops look at he's hurting you. He's treating you this type of way and blah, blah, blah. And he's cheat. I remember she told me in my room, he's cheating on you and you're still with this idiot. And I was like, he's cheating on me. Like, what do you mean? She's like, I saw him. Mija, I saw him con otra vieja y que quien sabe que. Y tu ahí de mensa and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, he wouldn't cheat on me, mom. And me, it was like a, dude, during that time, it was like me and my mom probably had a big fallout where I didn't want to believe my mom. Mm -hmm. We were arguing a lot because she was trying to protect me. But I was like, you're wrong, you know, like you're wrong about this person. But really, I was wrong. You know what I mean? At that age, I feel like our parents we look at them as our enemies like as our when enemies. you're young but they were right yeah and it, it happened you know I, I ended up getting cheated on found out way later y nunca se me olvida that i finally i think my my dad was like we need to talk you can't be with this person like you just can't if we have to call the cops again we will call the cops again if we have to you know, make something up. We will make something up in order to protect you. But I'm not, I'm not doing that with you. My mom's like, I'm not doing that either. Like you can't go out. You literally just can't go out. Um, and I remember I finally was like, dude, I don't know what happened that I finally snapped out of it. I finally snapped out of it. And I decided that my parents were right and I remember I cried I went through like a big like depressive state dude like I was so depressed I would cry every single day like for a long time and I remember it was like 3 a.m in the morning and I got up and I went in the kitchen and I dropped on the floor like chillando dude like I was just chillando with like such like with so much pain because I was so, so mad at myself because I felt like I would never find somebody good enough. You know, I would never find a good guy. I would never be in a good relationship. Mm -hmm. I would never have all the things that I wanted. And I remember my dad had to get up, like, literally. He had to get up, like, at four to go to work. And he saw me in the kitchen and he literally sat down with me and he had this big old conversation and he was like, Miha, you need to be patient. You know, I know that you want love so much and it'll come to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and word of advice, guys. And I, I took this advice to the heart when my dad told me the guy doesn't choose you. The guy doesn't choose you. You get to choose the guy. You are the one that chooses the person that you're going to be with forever. Not mm-hmm. the guy. The guy doesn't pick you. The guy doesn't decide that. This is the person I want to be with forever. No, you decide yeah. who you want in your life. Who, who's going to be your forever? Not the guy. And he's like, and you need to stop looking for it. Yeah, it'll come. Stop looking for it. It'll come to you when it comes. It'll happen. You will get all the things that you want. You'll be a mom. You'll, be, you'll find a good person. Blah, 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 blah. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. And I just literally had to live with the whole, okay, I get to choose. I have to choose. I have to choose the person for me. And I I think it makes you picky. Like yes, afterwards. after situations like that, you do become way more picky. I, For me, after he hit me, um, I didn't see him for a while, but then I 
I was seeing him, my escondidas, like my parents didn't know. Um, Then I got back with him, like for real, for real. And he, after that, he didn't hit me anymore, but he did um, cause me a lot of emotional damage. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first thought that came to the mind. No, I'm like laughing at that, but no, like this time it was emotional. You laugh about damage. it now. Yeah. Because you're like, wow, I can't believe I surpassed that. Uh huh. But like, literally, he fucked with my mind so bad. Like, he would tell me the most hurtful shit. Um, like I was telling you earlier, like, he would be like, you think anyone else is gonna want you now? Like, you're not a virgin anymore. Who's gonna want you now? Who's gonna take you serious? um or like he would or like you're not even that pretty mm-hmm, you're yeah. lucky that i'm with you yeah he'd be like ni estas tan bonita and like look tus nalgas ya like se te cayeron bruh where <laughs> <laughs> for real dude where and i'm just like but all that i would believe it and um he like i stopped talking to my parents at that time that's like, rough i, I graduated that was rough dude. Parents. i graduated from high school and i wasn't speaking to them but my parents showed up anyway and they went up to me they took me flowers and i just like i started like crying i was like that's where i belong with my parents not with this idiot but i was still with him you know and he wouldn't let me like go see my parents another red flag yep he would be like, your parents don't want you with me. Do you not see that? Are you going to pick them or are you going to pick me? Like, tell me now, do you not love me? And I'd be like a dumbass. Well, no, I do love you. And like, I, I just didn't know, you know. Yeah. Obviously, that was not love. I was just young and stupid. But then um, I would just be at home and like thinking. And he didn't do anything to me, but... I was just so drained, so tired. It finally, I wasn't happy, like, at all. Like, he would try to, like, kiss me or hug me, and I would feel grossed out. Like, I just didn't want him near me. So one day, like, when he was out, I literally packed my shit, and I called my mom. I'm like, Mom, can I, can I go home? Can I go home? Can, you, oh, can you pick me up? Like, I was crying. Dude, I just but <laughs> my cry. mom i know it's hard having this conversation because i did catch myself getting emotional too and i was like all right yeah that's not you know dude yeah and i was like mom can can i go home can you pick me up she didn't even ask me what happened and she's like yeah boy i'm coming for you and she got there and she's like did he hit you again and i'm oh. like I'm gonna cry, bitch. I'm crying. I'm like, no, no, he didn't hit me again. She's like, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. I'm like, no, he didn't. I just realized, like, I don't know, like, I can't be with this person. Like, literally, the words and, like, all the shit he's putting in my mind, that hurts more than when he hit me. And my mom was like, what the fuck did he tell you? And I'm like, no, I was so embarrassed to, like, talk to her about it. And I'm like, nah. And I was quiet for, like, the next couple days. And my mom's like, hey, like, this had to happen to you. Yeah. So that you realize the bad out there in this world. And, like, the good thing is that you're still young. Like, 
you, you can learned, still find yeah yeah you learned at a, at a young age and like you'll find true love this had to happen like she's like mejor agradecele que fue así contigo because that way you'll be able to leave him imagine yeah. if he wasn't you're still stuck there with him and dude i remember i remember your mom called your called oscar dude yeah and to, so my and to be straight here my my abuse happened way before my sister-in-law and her relationship and all that happened her abuse all happened actually at the time that i had been dating you know yeah. i had been with her brother and we had already had you know our life together and i remember his mom calling oscar and she was like hey i need to take Cheeky's out of here. Like, I need her. I need her over there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? This person is toxic. I need to get her away from this person. Blah, 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 blah. You know, because this... I just don't want her, like, going back to him. And I just don't want her, you know, getting hurt again or getting hit again. And I remember Oscar was like, yes. And I remember your brothers were fucking pissed. You know, like, they were pissed. And I remember he was like, send her over here bring her over here we'll take her in you know and i think that's part of the reason when everything started you, yeah because you came down yeah i told my mom because dude those days i was just in my room i didn't want to come out and honestly i didn't want to go out ever again i was mad at myself i felt embarrassed for going back to him um i felt like i was gonna be judged because it's mexico you know like it's different it's over there. It's small. I feel yeah. like everybody knows everything somehow. Yeah. And he put know. shit in my head. Like, who's going to want you now? Like, things like that. And and me amenazaba, too. Like, I'm going to make sure that, like... No one dates you. Yeah. No one wants or, you. Yeah. And, like, the times that I would try to not be with him, también me amenazaba. And, like, it was just so bad. But I told my mom, like, it was to the point that I was just like, Mom, like, I don't know why he did this to me. Like, I thought this was my person. Like, yeah, I just, like, I felt like I wanted to fucking die, honestly. Because yeah. it was, like, I had lost all my friends at that time already because he, like, made me stop talking to everyone. So I had you a few friends. Yeah, I had a few friends that were always, like, still there for me and shit, but... I just felt stupid and I'm and I'm like mom like I just don't want to be here anymore and like like I just want to leave I remember dude I remember that call that he got like it was I, I remember and I remember how mad they were dude yeah he made me literally leave all these people behind um my house my things. I I feel like physical abuse obviously physical abuse is is hard and the bruises and the scars obviously go away but i feel like mental abuse sticks with you like long term yeah like, i feel like that's that's harder to to let go of when someone treats you like shit and tells you you know you they so just down. put you down like you're crazy no one's gonna want you you know, look at your body, look at your face, like you're not, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's just like, it's, it's hard. It is hard. And I remember with my situation, I think that I became very, 
very closed off Mm -hmm. and cold and I became very like I'm not dating anybody I don't want to talk to anybody I just felt like this one these relationships made me just feel like every man in this world is a piece of shit and they're all gonna treat me like shit and they're all gonna and I didn't want nothing I didn't want to talk you know I had friends that I friendships that I made and and I just didn't I didn't want to date. I didn't I didn't want to be with nobody. I was fucking just Dude, everyone's going to break my heart. Um I had all these insecurities, like extreme insecurities that started and I was like how this is never going to go away. Yeah, I think that's like the worst part after a relationship like that, how they leave you with so much insecurities. And for me, it was hard to get into another relationship. And when I did, my relationship was not all that good, you know, because I was so insecure or like I just didn't trust this person like at all. Even though deep down I knew he was a good guy, I just didn't trust him at all. And I was like, no, he's going to do the same shit. Was this with... All men, yeah. (laughs) And I'm still with him. Like, I think, like... I think God knows who he, like, why he does things and, like, the people he It was puts, random. Yeah, it was, like, Haciel was there no matter, like, how of an insecure person that was at the beginning and, like, how our relationship wasn't even, like, that great. And you could tell, like, right away, like, we weren't, like, good, you know? But he was still there. He would tell me, I'm here for you. Like, I love you. I want to be with you. I think it was, you were still... You had gone through all that trauma and insecurities. And obviously he, I'm not just saying this because he's my cousin, but he's a very sweet person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you always need someone that's going to be patient with you when you're going through healing, you know? Um, And that was the same thing for me, you know? Like I hadn't dated anybody and then... The first person I dated after all that trauma and all that mental abuse and physical abuse was your brother, you know? And um, I feel like at that point, like, I was still struggling with insecurities and I was still kind of healing from it. And I was still kind of like, okay, I'm going to open my heart up a little bit, just a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. just a little bit because I still wasn't confident in myself, not in myself. But in the person, you know what I mean? Like, is this person really long term, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But I feel like because of that trauma that I had been through, I feel like I knew then what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. And I'm not going to settle for anything less than what I feel like I deserve. So I feel like if you've got your if you got high standards great guys don't 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 lower those standards guys you know have high standards shit because you know what you'll meet someone that meets those standards you know people say oh your standards are too high no bitch my standards are not too high not my standards are perfect based off my past trauma and everything this is where my standards standards stay I want a guy that's going to do this, that, this. This is my plan. 
And I don't give a shit when people say, oh, you don't need to have a plan in a relationship. Nah. When people go through traumatic experiences, emotional abuse, physical abuse, they're going to have a plan. You know what I mean? Their standards are going to be up there. So if someone can actually be patient enough Mm -hmm. with you to understand your background and where you're coming from and what you've been through and they're willing to be like, okay, I, I want to stay. Yeah. We're going to help each other out and I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you heal. I'm going to be patient with you. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like that's the center of, of growing from relationships and being, you know, the woman that you want to be and finding the man that you want for me it was always like if this guy is sticking with me through like my worst through the bad then i want him like in my good days you know in the good things that happened to me that's how i saw it because he was there even if i was like not in my best mental state he was still there and he was being so supportive so i think Anyone's going to be with you when you're good. So, I, But I who's going to be there for your actual downfalls and stick around? Yeah. That's the thing. Because, like, some guys I feel like, ay, exageras. Like, why are you even like that? Like, there's no reason to be like that. Or I didn't even do shit to you. Or you Yeah, know? instead of being patient and, like, understanding, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you're feeling. Or, like why you know why do you feel this way or what can i do to make it better you know what i mean how can i make you feel better um and that's the key to it all when i i gave myself and 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 guys and i always tell people don't feel like you need to rush into a relationship after you've been through something traumatic because a lot of times people want to rush things in hopes that they'll find someone that's going to help them heal you know Mm -hmm. what i mean you don't need someone to help you heal yes it's nice when someone's willing to be patient with you and stick around through your healing process that's great but take some time for yourself learn about your wants learn about your standards your needs who you are you know learn to love yourself i took a whole last year dude i took like two three years two three years after yeah yeah, dude i took a whole lot and that's great you took even longer you know i the thing is that like it affects you though like when you even well for me like no matter how long you take when you hop into the next relationship as i said one year two years later you thought you forgot about all those traumas but then you actually still have these little things Yeah. yeah and and for me i i took a year I took a whole year, and I say I took a year. I would have taken longer, but my husband popped into my life <laughs> out of the blue. Um, unexpectedly, like I said, it happens unexpectedly, guys. I wasn't looking for anybody, and it was. It happened in such a, a funny, a funny, interesting way, you know? And um, I think with us, it was a little different because your brother had gone through a traumatic situation Mm -hmm. in his life and i'm not gonna sit here guys and say men don't go through shit with with there's men out there that get mentally abused by women 
even physically abused. You know, I'm never going to sit here and say only women, you know, and my husband had gone through his share of, you know, mental shit with women prior and being cheated on. And he met me also at a time where he was kind of like, you know what I mean? He Mm -hmm. had gone through his, his experience and he was healing and I was healing and we happened to just bump into each other and, and meet. And I think that we both kind of learned to heal together. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) So, and we'll, you know, I feel like later there'll be an episode about that. I keep telling my husband, Hey, you should come, come do an episode about, our relationship and because obviously relationships aren't perfect you guys okay they're not and i'm never gonna say it's perfect but mm-hmm. um healing is everything so i feel like if you're going through physical mental abuse or your friends going through it and you notice it try to find how would i say like try to find good ways to bring up the subject Find good ways to get your friend out of a situation or or talk to them. You know what I mean? Um, before things escalate, you know, before things escalate, pay attention to your relationship, too. If you're talking to a guy, pay attention to the red flags. No guy should ever have to take control of your everyday life or you can't have friends or you can't hang out with this person or you know, you got to wear what they say that you should wear or your role is only this and this is all that you can do and you can't do anything else, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, all of that is mental abuse. All of it is. Why? Because those are their insecurities. Their insecurities are being portrayed onto you and there is nothing wrong with you. When someone gives you shit and treats you that way, it's because there is something wrong with them. Not you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope, <laughs> I hope this conversation and this us coming out about our experiences helps someone who's going through it. Um, someone who doesn't realize they're going through it um, or they know somebody that's obviously going through it. You know, um, I just want to let you guys know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There, there totally is. There is someone out there for you. There is someone that's going to appreciate you for who you are. There is someone that's going to listen to you. Keep your standards high. Leave them high. Don't settle for less than what you feel it is that you deserve because at the end of the day, you pick your person. Your person doesn't pick you. You pick them. And I guarantee you guys, this is the advice you got to keep in your mind at all times that you're the one who picks the father of your kids, your husband, whatever it is. You know what I mean? You get to decide this is the person I'm going to have kids with. You get to decide this is the person I want to marry um, or be with long term. This is the person that I'm going to move in with, you know, and that's it. That's it. Would you have any advice for women out there? (laughs) It's a little hard. (laughs) It's hard. Right now, I'm just having flashbacks about everything. But um, the first thing, like, whenever you feel like something's not right, most likely it's not. (laughs) So just fucking leave. and Listen to your gut. Yep. And talk to someone, whoever you feel close to, 
whether it's your mom your friend sister brother whoever like talk about it because they'll be able to give you like a bit like there's their perspective because in that moment i feel like you're you're too blinded you don't see things because you're in love supposedly maybe you're not maybe you are who knows but you can't think right you know at that moment so you need other perspectives yeah and hey if you know somebody that is going through something like this or has gone through or they're stuck have them fucking listen to this episode Mm -hmm. i swear to god have them listen to this episode because sometimes women think that they're alone and that they that nobody's going through what they're going through or experience what they're going through and some women have experienced way more obviously than what we're going through um we're very lucky to have realized and somehow mm-hmm. snapped out of it to the point that we got out of it. Um, but there's some that don't because they don't know anybody that's gone through it or they don't believe what somebody has to say. So get them to listen to this shit, guys, because, you know, we, we've we've gone through our fair share. And if you guys ever want to talk to us, we're open to talk about it give advice or just listen um and they'll make fun of me because i've cried okay i'm just kidding for real dude but, i was crying too yeah like, my tears came out because i saw you cry and then i dude and it, like she said um if anybody needs someone to talk to we're 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 here we're all ears there's no judgment this is a fucking free judgment zone all the way in this podcast there's just no judgment whatsoever and i've had women that have messaged me and just need to vent and I appreciate that. And so if anybody ever needs to vent, if anybody needs guidance, literally hit hit one of us up. Mm. We've experienced it. Um, you hit up Cheekies. What's your Instagram? <laughs> I always spell it wrong. C-I-N-T-H-Y-A and then Y-A-E. Yes. <laughs> um, and you already know where I'm at. So thank you guys for tuning into this podcast episode um please like it repost share show some love get it give us your feedback again if you guys have any subjects that you want to listen to shoot me a dm at nani e herrera you can also shoot me a dm through through anything a text email i don't know if it's safe to give out my email probably not I don't know, but uh, yeah, don't do it. I'm like, L- uh, let's let's just research shoot me, it. Just <laughs> just shoot me a DM, guys, um, and we're all ears. Have a lovely rest of your guys' week. Peace out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.